Big Fluff. The children still feared me, and their fear gave me the power to invade their dreams. And that's when the fun really began. Until they figured out a way to forget about me, to erase me completely. Being dead wasn't a problem, but being forgotten—now that's a bitch. everybody i'm joel murphy and i'm andy mcintyre and this is silver linings playback the podcast where we watch maligned movies and we find their silver linings and it's spooky season because that's what we apparently have to call it now nope can't call it october anymore nope it is forever dubbed spooky season nope and it it doesn't get any spookier than freddy krueger and jason Voorhees head to head in a battle of wits. It's Freddy versus Jason, folks. We're doing it. Yeah. FVJ. Yeah. Although, I look, I, the, I can't co-sign the spooky season thing. I can't co-sign leaf peeping. I don't know where these terms come from. I don't know hey, why. it's fall, y'all. It's, yeah. I don't know where all these, like, no. I don't know what cabal of underground executives uh, dream up these phrases but like the weirdest thing to me is it feels like 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 a pod people situation because then everyone just gets on board with saying these things as if they are things that anyone has ever said before and they just act like they're normal and not weird ads yeah it's it's very hive mindish for sure yeah it's i don't like it uh but yeah i'm excited we've been doing sort of icons of horror you know we and this this has two of them i mean it's got freddie and jason Two of the biggest, arguably. Yeah, I mean, of Mike the last Ma- half century. Yeah, no, Mike Myers, who Jason. Can we all just be honest? And uh, I mean, Jason is just a knockoff, Mike Myers, and it's fine. I like Jason, but that was definitely but the like pitch. he's a knockoff of Mike Myers, the way that Demolition was a knockoff of the Road Warriors, where they kind of merge into their own, very similar but still different enough thing that was awesome too. It can happen. Look, Kane was created as like just a one-off for a storyline feuding with The Undertaker. And look what he became. Yeah. I mean, Thanos Mayor. was a ripoff of Darkseid. Yeah. I mean, you can do some amazing things as a ripoff. You can have a long and storied career. I mean, Deadpool was a parody of Deadshot. So Deathstroke. Deathstroke. I always do that because Deadshot sounds more like it. More but, like Deadpool. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, you can... You can do a lot of amazing things as a knockoff. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately for us, we'll never know because this idea to to watch bad movies is such an original idea that we're not a knockoff of anything. 
I will say to watch bad movies with the quest of finding the good might be a unique thing to us. Mm-hmm. That's our a lot of people. A lot of people are more worried about how this movie got produced. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's that's our hockey mask and machete is uh, the silver linings, as opposed to our regular knife and William Shatner mask. Yep, yep. That mask just went to space, so yep. that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, I, but I do. Before we get too far into the show, I do want to take a moment. I'm very excited to announce uh, we do have a sponsor this week, so this is big for us. Uh, so I want to give a, a shout out quick thanks to Hypnosil. Uh, ask your doctor about Hypnosil. It'll keep you from dreaming. Warning, Hypnosil may cause uh, Freddy's versus Jason's and may cause uh, uh, contrived plot uh, points and uh, they may, uh, may, may cause Kelly Rowland to, to say slurs. I'm a little bummed that you didn't get Booberry as a sponsor because I know you were working hard on that. I w- Look... The fact that the monster cereals come out this time of year is my favorite thing. I don't care how old, spooky season. I don't. <laughs> I don't care how old I get. I I bought a box of Booberry. I bought a box of Frankenberry, and I bought a box of Count Chocula. And look, I hear you. Before we get too far into it, yes, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say it's Frankenberry's monster cereal, but. Dr. Frankenberry named the monster Frankenberry. We've covered this before. Yes. So. I miss Yummy Mummy. Yeah, what what happened to Yummy Mummy and Fruit Brute? What did they do to them? Fruit Brute can kick rocks. I mean, the cereal wasn't good, but he was the Wolfman. He was the Wolfman, and, he, and I think it's because he didn't have nards. That was probably it. Uh, that was weird that their tagline was the cereal without nards. I thought it was an odd choice. Yeah. I, Even I, odder that that is also the slogan for grape nuts. <laughs> I did. I, I think that, like they should just, you know, maybe like on the back of the box, just show fruit brute, like sleeping on Count Chocula's couch or something. Like he's they, just they should have like a, a fruit brute Easter egg in there. He, like he's just hanging around, you know, just, like howling at the moon in the background, like sh- like silhouette of fruit brute. It could be a fun game just to see if you can find it on the other boxes. I, I mean, if you're listening, General Mills, and I know you are, holler at your boys. I know you are. You could be next week's hypnosil. So you could be. Anyways, let's talk about FVJ. All right. It's a movie. It is. Look, I mean, this, you know. It's a movie that had to happen. I will say that much. It had to happen. And it's an early 2000s horror movie, which is a very strange time for horror. Because, again, like these franchises were long in the tooth by this point. They were both had, had, you know, pretty much found every conceivable angle for which to explore Freddy and Jason. And it makes sense. We want to see him fight. We like to see people fight. And it makes it, you know, what hit me that's really funny about this, by the way, too, is I was thinking about this because since this movie, we've gotten like Batman V Superman colon Dawn of Justice. uh, And we've gotten the Avengers and stuff like that, or Captain America Civil War. And all of those, their formula is two heroes find a way to battle each other or like there's some reason that two heroes they see things differently and they battle each other and then 
in the end, they're united by some common cause and they work together. That's what we want in those movies. But it's very funny because this is the exact opposite of that. Like that hit me that it's it starts with Freddie and Jason on the same page. And then by the end, they're battling each other. Well, it's more that Freddie is sort of using Jason to. Well, right. But I mean, you know, like I'm not saying you're, you're telling me that that. Superman isn't using Batman at the end of that movie. They're not really friends. I don't know. No. You know. But their moms have the same name. But their moms have the same name, and that's manipulation. And so he's using him to do the thing that he wants. Yeah. I will say, mom I don't think it, Yeah. I don't think it counts as a silver lining. But uh, one thing I appreciate, and this is from the IMDb trivia, is that they were trying to find contrived ways to link Freddy and Jason. Like that Freddy was accidentally jason's father and things like that that he was the one that like sexually assaulted jason's mom and set this path of because he was the original head counselor at camp crystal lake and then they're just like no what no we're just gonna bash him together like toys in the sandbox yeah i saw i I read some of that stuff too some of it said that like one of the ideas there apparently were a lot of versions of the script and one of the the versions was that like there were two cults that were trying to raise them both from the dead. Uh, I'll I'll go a little stronger than you, and I I feel like as this unfolds, I know from talking to you before we started the show that I'm probably I enjoyed this I think more than you did. Uh, That's probably fair. But I will just say I I don't think you could have come up with a better logic than the movie had for what's happening for sure i think we can talk about some of the other stuff i think maybe a little bit too much is happening in this movie overall (laughs) but freddie and jason why are the two of them interacting i think this is an actually very clever idea that freddie tries to use jason and the fact that he is an unstoppable killing machine uh to get people afraid of him again because he's he needs to to power up and so he manipulates jason which doesn't seem hard to do because that guy seems dumb but the problem with an unstoppable killing machine is once you point him in a direction he's unstoppable you and he does stop a, him and he does a lot of killing so he it's you know he, he's very efficient like he's a machine yeah yeah so because of all those reasons uh it gets out of hand pretty quickly and so then you understand i the I don't know where the kids are getting their information from. I guess maybe it's out there at this point. But like the the fact that they're able to piece it together is pretty impressive, you know, and then that they're trying to they're, they do some quality Scooby ganging throughout this. They, they really do. Uh, but yeah, so I, I think the logic of Freddie using Jason and that going badly for him is is a good instinct Sound. that works and better than any of the other versions that I read in the IMDb trivia for this movie. I, I would I would concur with that. Um, I will say there was zero chance this movie was getting positive critic reviews. Oh, no, no. So I think that's an unfair angle to take on it. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's definitely maligned as many horror movies are. But... I will say, like, my biggest problem with it, not scary at all. Oh, no. No, no, no. It's not. Yeah. I'm not like, even sure it's trying to be scary. And I think that's a problem for Freddy versus Jay. For, like, it should try to be scary at points. 
I, I I'm know I'm asking a lot out of a horror movie. Mm-hmm. You are, but uh, I stand by that that request. You're way out of line, uh, but I'll yeah. uh, but I'll allow it, counselor. Uh, I I don't know, like, and I think there's plenty of time to create tension, and like there were in, like here's the I think an even bigger issue is that there, with maybe one exception, weren't even attempts at jump scares. Yeah, no, they they really yeah I I. I, I would say like Jason showing up in uh, the asshole guy's live uh, bedroom while Gibbs was in the shower is the only like really honest to goodness push at a jump scare. Which also, look, I'm just going to get this out of the way, but we're maligning things. It sounds like the director was a real creep to the, Oh, the, an to, awful creep. Yeah, to Huge that creep. actor. F that guy. F Ronnie U. Yeah, who apparently because that you know that actor she had a thing in her contract that said no nudity yeah, and Catherine then, isabel had a no nudity clause and then he tried to pressure her and you know like she didn't do a nude scene and they ended up getting a body double but still you shouldn't do that to someone on set that's bad and don't do that and you know then she still had to finish the movie and that is a very understandable yeah. reason to not be happy i think it's one thing to negotiate like one-on-one -on -one behind closed doors but like it sounded like he was all but saying, come on, whip a titty out. Like he thought that the day of he could pressure her into doing something that she didn't want yeah. to do. That's the textbook That's wrong of and bad. abusive and behavior. Do that. Yeah, don't do that at all. Yeah, never do that. And uh, kudos to Catherine Isabel for sticking to her guns. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and I mean, a body double is a reasonable compromise. Mm-hmm. But that sh it should have never had to have gotten gotten to that point. Yes. Yeah. So I so just... F Ronnie U. Yep. There you go. F U, if you will. Also, while we're maligning things, I am sad that either he or the studio or some combination of the two uh, decided that our boy Kane Hodder could not be Jason in this movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, a, a John Kinsinger, I think his name was. Yes, who apparently Kevin Kinsinger, who apparently, yeah, I think it was that. Uh, apparently, he had been a stunt double, uh, and, and in fact, for uh, Kane Hodder in various movies. But yeah, the the story goes that they wanted someone that physically was a little bit bigger than Freddy. Yeah, like, well, I mean, Robert England is a tiny man, but like, he's five ten. I wouldn't call five ten tiny. I would. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but he's he's short compared to because even Kane Hodder's like six three, and then uh, this guy's like six five. So I mean, that's the difference that they're going for. Yeah, like, I, I would say that's not different enough. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they like, uh, apparently they decided they wanted someone more like just imposing, a little more hulking. Yeah, a little more hulking. Uh, but you know, you had a guy who like I mean, that's the thing is it's like Robert England has job security because. He, you, wait, well, they've shown you can't do Freddy without him. You know, they tried to reboot the franchise and he is the draw for that because Freddy has such a personality. But unfortunately, characters like Jason, characters like Mike Myers, because they have a mask, it's pretty easy. And no dialogue. And no dialogue. It's very easy to swap them out. Most people don't know who the actor is who plays these people. So it's, it's a tough life. But uh, if you remember... Uh, and this is a weird thing, too. Uh, last year for Halloween, we did Jason X, and that was the last film that he played Jason in, which weirdly is set 
after this movie, but came out before this movie, just because of weird production things. Because it, that yes. movie takes place in the year 2008, a.k.a. the future. Yeah, and then like a thousand years after that. But even the the first part takes place. But the place. first scenes take place in 2008, that's true. Yeah, uh, because he gets frozen and then wakes up in space. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and, uh, and again... I forget, is that before... Does he get frozen after his trial? Yes. Yeah. So the Jason goes to court, which you and I pitched would have taken place in 2007. Okay. Uh, and then 2008, he's already locked up. Right. And cryo freeze, which we all remember uh, was a new form of imprisonment that came out in 2008. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Enough trying to piece together the logic of these franchises. Which is flawless. Yeah, because it's, it's too easy to do, mm-hmm. is, is the bottom line. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like piecing together the logic of the alphabet. It just goes in that order, and it makes sense to everybody. Yep. Uh, yeah, like... I, I mean, I really think, like... I don't know, when I'm watching a Freddy movie or a Jason movie, and I will say I'm not an aficionado of the... Either one, I would say I've probably watched more Friday the 13th than I have Nightmares on Elm Street. But um, you want some scares. You want some... I just thought, like, there was some intensity. There was some good fights and stuff. But, like, I wanted I wanted a little bit of scares in my scary movie. Well, I think it's fair. I think you can see by this and by Jason X. And even by the Freddy movies in general, because I think increasingly the draw for them became the fact that Freddy Krueger was funny. All of them did this like they got, you know, like that's just where the franchises went. At some point, they they stopped being scary and just like because at some point, I think the concept gets so ridiculous that they just leaned into them being more comedic than horror. It's sort of like the way that like once if sitcoms run too long, the characters start getting broader (laughs) and sillier parodies. Yeah. And you can only heighten things so far before they become absurd. Yeah. Which I guess is maybe how I look at it. Like how I look at Freddy versus Jason and how I look at Jason X, which are both, I should say movies that I enjoy uh, a lot is because they're ridiculous. Like, yes, they're, they are not delivering as horror movies, but as, bloated ridiculous pieces of entertainment i do enjoy them quite a bit i i would agree that these are both bloated ridiculous pieces of (laughs) i might use a different word than entertainment for this one but um i enjoyed jason x a lot more because i think that it knew what it was a little bit better than this movie um i like i think that like that this movie i think is is hurt by also being in a post scream world where like like it kind of wants to wink but it doesn't want you to know it's winking and uh i don't know like i think it it needed to pick a lane and i don't think it did a good job of picking a lane see i i feel like for what i would think that maybe well one i think that there's like a little it's weird because you need the characters especially like in a freddy movie to have well-defined backstories or at least clear backstories because what are their nightmares going to be and we need to understand how he's going to psychologically torture them so like i understand some of that but but like they kind of add in this plot line about 
the fact that the protagonist's dad might have murdered her mom, you know, and like there, there's a a boyfriend that she hasn't seen because he's been locked in a mental institute because he thinks that he saw her dad. Like, I, I would argue that in a movie where you already have to cover Freddy and Jason, which I do think they do a good job of sharing their mythology in a simple way that if you hadn't... Yes. If you hadn't seen all the movies or if you were like, I mean, I guess I know who Jason is, but what's his thing? I think they condense their things down well enough that you understand how they both function and how they function with each other. But then I think then you're also trying to do this with all these multiple characters and their storylines. And I think there's too much happening in this movie and not enough of it is interesting. And I think at times the the just the, the energy is is spent in the wrong places. Yeah, and I think that uh, I think the characters are Laura and Will, mm -hmm. Monica Kina and Jason Ritter. Yeah, um, that like the movie treats them like they've been continued protagonists in one of the series. And that's not the case at all, I'm pretty sure. Right, which I don't know if that came later or that was some kind of negotiation, but I think that would help the movie a lot in terms of simplifying things if they could have saved time. It, from having to reintroduce us to people and could have used characters that had existed before probably would have uh, helped a lot, I think, you know, but but it, they, they do. OK, I mean, and there's a lot of like as much as the, the specific main characters are well defined, there's plenty of broad stereotypes like uh, Jay from Jay and Silent Bob and drunk asshole boyfriend, asshole boyfriend and drunk large man at party and crazy guy. Yeah, I will say the other thing, too, that I, I kind of feel very mixed on because I think visually it works, but narratively it's kind of odd is it feels like this movie was written with the cool locations to film in as a starting point. And then it, it at times just sort of feels like like, well, OK, we're going to do a boiler room. We're going to do. Uh, a crop the field camp we're gonna do we're gonna the, do yeah. a camp it seems like they had a list of places to go you know we're gonna do the house on elm street you know all of those things and it just like oftentimes feels like characters are going to those places because they want them to be at those places <laughs> like why do they drive to crystal lake that to me that is the most baffling like what <laughs> okay I think the logic was they were trying to kill two birds with one stone. I guess. That if they brought if they brought Freddy into the real world with Jason where he's most powerful at Christmas Lake at Crystal Lake, um, he'd be able to kill Freddy more easily. Christmas Lake is uh, that sounds like you know, I think there's something. Did we stumble there. into something. There's something into this, so an elf <laughs> is drowned <laughs> at Christmas Lake. And Elf is drowned in a big sea of presents at Christmas Lake. And uh, his mother convinces him to, to murder the other elves every Christmas. Done. I mean, that was pretty much it. I don't know what else. <laughs> it was going to be here. That's all you need. Yeah. And then you just drive the dump truck full of money up to our house. But also, like, Santa's in on it. Santa's yeah. complicit. Like he... Mrs. Claus is actually the elf's mom. Yeah, it's her second marriage. And, uh, and it's her it's her side piece. <laughs> and uh, he was too ashamed. Will Ferrell. <laughs> but yeah, Santa was too ashamed. And so so he covered it up. And, you know, there you go. Yeah.
We got a winner. And then we got Freddy versus Jason versus Santa. The team up, the, the triple threat match we've all been waiting for. Which I do know that in comics, they ended up making Freddy versus Jason versus Ash, Ash. from Evil Dead, which I would have watched that movie. Oh, yeah, for sure. You want to talk but about a was... franchise that stopped being horror and became a full on comedic parody of itself. I love Army of Darkness. Oh, me too. So good. Yeah. So good. Um, <clears throat> I, I, this is nitpicking, but I think the reason that it's fresh in my mind is because I listened to your excellent interview with Gene uh, Villapique. Mm hmm. Thank you. Um, Hobotrashcan.com. You can find Oh, yeah. Hobotrashcan.com if you want to give that a listen. Mm -hmm. Um, But a big part of Gibbs' character is that she's a smoker. And I'm pretty sure that Catherine Isabel is not. Oh, yeah. 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 And like, I don't know. Like, there's enough people who smoked, especially in the late 90s, early aughts. It was on the way out, though. It was on the way out. I mean, where this movie made now, I, I, I could understand having that issue. But vapors, pros, all over the place. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, I don't think that her being a smoker added anything at all to her character other than they called attention to it and didn't like that she was a smoker. Well, yeah, her, her terrible boyfriend was like, oh, your hair smells like cigarettes. Oh, uh. yeah, he was all like that. And then they went and banged in a house full of their friends. Mm -hmm. Remember when that was a thing? <laughs> I mean, for other people, not for yeah. me. <laughs> I was the house full of friends. Well, I'm saying, but like, remember, yeah, yeah. like when, like in college, people would do that, and it wasn't weird or gross. Yeah. I mean, it was it was weird and gross, but acceptable. I always just, by the way, I don't know where you landed on this, but like to me, it, the idea of throwing a party as a teenager was wild to me, and something I had no interest in because I went to parties that other people threw, and I was like, why would I want that in my house? Yeah, like, I think any time that I had people to my house unsupervised, it was capped at, like, four. Yeah. I live here. <laughs> like, this is... I, I, I have to <laughs> clean this if it gets out of control, so yeah. I'm going to make sure it doesn't get there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just all of that. Like, you know, can you not have sex in my room, please? Or any of the other rooms. Yeah, really any of them. There's not a good room. There's, there's, no, there's no good room for this. No, we don't have a guest sex room in yeah, our house. Like, I don't have the keys to the sex dungeon. Sorry. Yeah. They take that with them when they leave. Yeah, they don't want me going in there, okay? <laughs> I've asked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But we... yeah, like, I, I just never, like... Yeah, it's, it's wild. You know, bless the people that threw parties. Good for them. I mean, you need them. That's the thing is you need those you people. You do need them. And those people, they enjoy, that's their kink. They enjoy it, is, it oh, so it is, it much. It definitely puts the wind in oh, their they sails love it. for like, sure. Spill your drink on yeah. a carpet. Yeah. Yeah. Put that cigarette out on the table. Yeah. That's their thing. They're weird. But well, yeah, we need them. It. But we need those people. We, we'll, but we they, you know, they're, they're, they're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so there's all of that. I, I don't know if you have other stuff. I have a very specific thing that I aggressively did not like. Um, Let's hear it. I'm sure I agree with it. The last shot of the movie. Is that the wink? It's the, so they, 
they they because the end is fine they they battle they they have a pretty you know like they they take each other out but then it really feels like they and i and i even read in the imdb trivia that they, it was a different guy who i think was the stunt double in this movie who's actually playing jason in that shot that's how because it seems like so what i'm guessing they had filmed the whole movie and it was done and then someone either a test audience or an executive or someone they, but it's this shot. It's it's so weird because it's like it's not lit. It doesn't look like any of the other shots. It's just it's the lake. I guess it's daytime. I feel like it's daytime in my. It memory. does look like broad daylight, and it looks like it's different film stock. But that's the thing. It doesn't match anything that has been pr- filmed previously. I feel like it was filmed on a soundstage that was not the same set <laughs> that they had been using. Because again, I imagine they filmed this a week before the film was released because someone gave a note. But yeah, so it's Jason is coming out of the lake and he's holding Freddy's head, and Freddy winks into the camera looks terrible it's weird it doesn't make any narrative sense like why what am i supposed to get from that that they've made up like i don't understand what it means i don't like it it looks bad it the whole thing like if credits had rolled right before that scene i would like i'd be like yeah okay we did it but it was like then that happened and i was like what (laughs) and the fact that it didn't lead to a a road movie starring jason and freddy's head I mean that's great, yeah. Here's like that, our, I want I want to see I want to see Midnight Run, but it's Jason and Freddy's head. I want to see that too. I mean, maybe that's where Ash came in. Is that? Like, but also, does that mean that that Freddy's body goes back to the dream world, but he just doesn't have a head in the dream world? How does that work? I think you're putting way more thought into this than the people who made the movie. Well, right, because I'm pretty sure, even by their own logic, when he got beheaded, that that was it that he would go back to being a dream ghost or whatever. Yeah. So I just, I, I didn't want to get past this point without (laughs) making it clear just how much that final shot displeased me. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. It's, it's just very odd. It's a very odd thing. Um, but I would be down for more movies to do it. Like if it became a thing, then I feel different. If that's like how the departed ended was just one of those characters that had been offed, just their head just winks at the camera. Like, like I if mean, that was a genre. Yeah. No, but the, Freddie winking had all the sense of the dog shifty eyed, like that, uh, Mel yes. Gibson Homer Simpson episode. You know what it is? That's the exact vibe. That's why it bothered me because it, it cause it also means nothing nothing there is nothing to be gleaned from that because it was the last cinematic appearance of of uh robert england as freddy krueger i would have loved to see that you know what they should have done man they should have done like a like some kind of tribute to him where they just did a bunch of outtakes or something like just just a cannonball run-esque uh gag reel as those credits are rolling yeah i don't know i think we can pivot i'm good yeah. All right. Um, I, 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 I look, I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I'll just say I didn't. <laughs> I know that you um, didn't, but like, I just want to be that clear. Like we can, we can get more uh, like granular about it, but I'll just say everything that we just said is valid and I wouldn't blame anyone if they didn't like it. I, I had fun with it. Like I, 
it it very much felt like it was you know sort of resting on it like again i think it's hitting the spots like it's it, these are the locate it looks like it was made to be a trailer like they wanted to have the locations yeah. they want to have all that but like it's still fun it's fun to watch freddie and jason fight each other i love the use of colors in it like i all the reds and blues and i think the locations that they use are smart I, look man jason on fire walking through a cornfield and setting the corn on fire thumbs behind up. him. that was that, oh yeah thumbs up for that yeah that, that was, was that great was um the, I, I will say like I think you talking about like the sort of the greatest hits aspect of it. This felt like a movie. This felt like the movie was taking a victory lap for a race. It didn't win. (laughs) I think that is fair. Like I don't disagree (laughs) with that at all, but I still think it's fun. Yeah. I think that's it is. It's like, it, it, it just feels unearned, but in a way that amuses me, I think. And I, I think that that's, I think those are the right, opinions like yes, yeah i think that's the divergent point is that this movie is unquestionably takes a victory lap for a race it didn't win mm-hmm. yeah and you're either okay with it or you're not and that's i think the split yeah it um it, it is man the the early 2000s were a very weird time for horror I feel like we could spend the rest of the like every October only doing movies from the early 2000s and never run out. Oh, no way. Um, I will say if we're talking silver linings, I am a Monica Kina fan. I like. her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like her as an actress. I I wish she was in more like I hate to say mainstream things because she kind of went the scream and a scream queen route and doing doing a lot of like law and order guest spots but i i, I don't know like whenever i see her in whatever thing i'm like who is that and i look up like oh it's monica kina she's great and i that this movie did not change that opinion of her yeah and no and she's yeah no like i i enjoy her too um she's very charismatic she's good in the role like she she's probably better <laughs> than what's written for her for sure she's a good final girl anyway um but yeah, no, I, I I liked her. She also, I mean, if you've never seen Undeclared, that's, you know, yeah. go go watch that because it's interesting, you know, because just to get on this tangent for a second, like Freaks and Geeks is rightfully uh, revered and it should be. But I, I, I thought there was some really great stuff in Undeclared, which is, you know, uh, a lot of the same uh, creative people involved and doesn't like nobody remembers. It that is one. a spiritual sequel in a lot of ways. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm kind of surprised that it it has not had any kind of the same cult following. Uh, I mean, it has it has its loyal fans, but nothing like Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, which is a shame because it, it is a really good show. Uh, it's also how I discovered who uh, Loudon Wainwright was, and because uh, he was the dad on that show, and yeah, really enjoyed him a lot too. Uh, but yeah, so. That's the silver lining that she's great and that show's good and it gave us an excuse to tell people to watch this show. Uh, look, Robert England playing Freddy Krueger, in my mind, is a silver lining every time it happens because he really probably is, you know, like, again, like we were saying, it's so easy in the slasher genre to just be a... a personality lists you know unstoppable killing machine big hulk and killing machine and the fact that 
he's so charismatic that he made Freddy Krueger, who is a truly grotesque and odious character, beloved just because he's so charming and funny, is actually a little disturbing, but also you got to give props to the man. You do. Yeah. Um, I will say one scene that really, really worked for me or one, and not even a scene, but a, <clears throat> a moment that really worked for me. Uh, so it's <clears throat> at the very end. And I think it's just uh, Jason Ritter and Monica Kina are like, they think they're done. And then you see like this foot kind of lumbering into frame and you're sure it's Jason and the camera pans out and no, it's Freddie. But then he gets stabbed through the chest by Freddy's arm wielded by Jason. Yeah. I loved every that if the whole movie was more like that. I would have loved it more. I did. And a kind of similar thing. I did enjoy the scene where Freddy was about to kill. Like he was really enjoying and taking his time, uh, like tormenting his victim. And then Jason showed up and killed the person that he was tormenting. Like, again, yeah. I think that's the kind of thing that, yeah, I wish there was more of that, like that idea of like, like that there's no dibs in the in the slasher monster universe. Yeah. And that's I mean, well, like, again, on the whole, I didn't enjoy this movie, but I, I will say one area that I feel it delivered was on the FVJ. Yeah. Like well, more than cursed delivered on werewolves more than um vampires a lot of the other movies we talked about where they promised you know whatever and uh well again that's i i think if you if you've listened to every show if you paid attention uh to the logic behind this podcast deliver on the thing promised like whatever your poster says do that well like that's you know and yeah the freddy versus the jason and again i think they did a good job of like you know, I, I think that you are working with a deficit as as much as we want to see them fight each other. <laughs> like, it, it's a tough it's a tough thing because in the real world, Jason is so ridiculously more powerful than Freddy. And in the dream world, Freddy is it's so ridiculously more powerful. <laughs> so it's like the fact that they struck that balance. I think they did a good job. I also <laughs> you get into a thing where like Jason Voorhees more than any other character is a character I often find myself wondering like because I feel like Mike Myers I have a little bit of an understanding I think they they do a good job and you have like Loomis or whatever I don't know what he thinks is happening 90% of the time like is he aware of what's going on is it just id is, is he it a mindless automaton just killing yeah. Is it just stimulus? Just like if there's a person in front of me, I like some like, has he been killed so many times that it's just a weird autopilot that he's existing on? And I think that makes it hard <laughs> to do. Like you can't cat and mouse Freddy and, no. and Jason. And that's one of the things is like Freddy versus Jason is a lot better idea on paper than in practice yeah. anyway. Yeah, they don't line up well against each other. But like. It's one of those things where, like, it needs to happen because they are the icons yeah. of 80s and 90s horror movies. Which I did. I saw, too, that, uh, again, in all of these various things that were pitched, that at some point, too, there was, like, um, an idea of Jason versus Mike Myers. And one that was a bad idea for the same reason that Vince McMahon has fallen 
victim to this idea time and time again, which is two big men fighting is rarely worth watching. Like it's, it seems like it would be fun, but the fact that they're both big makes it seem like neither one of them's big. And then it's just big, slow, boring punches. Right. And so don't do that anyway, but also just, yeah, they're the same character. <laughs> we don't really want to see Thanos fight dark side. <laughs> like no, like, I feel like you could almost get, a more interesting thing out of like Freddy versus Chucky. Yes. Well, or I mean, Freddy versus Ash from Evil Dead would have been a fascinating Ooh. battle. Like, Ooh, yeah. Like that alone would have been really fascinating to watch. I would watch Bruce Campbell and Robert Englund do anything together in a movie. Yeah. I would watch them not allow Spider-Man to get his seat at Mary Jane's play. Yeah. I would watch them introduce Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. I would watch them whatever the third thing that he did in that last movie was. He was the maitre d' at the, the restaurant oh, for the proposal. Right. That's right. Because Bruce Campbell was the original Stanley. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Because Man, I love Bruce Campbell. He's Bruce so great. Bruce Campbell is amazing. And, and yeah, I love like, because if people don't know, yeah, he and Sam Raimi... Uh, we're friends and they made yeah, evil they grew up together they grew up together they made evil dead together and then also with the coen brothers yeah uh and then you know sam raimi got them spider-mans and he put bruce campbell on all of them yep um yeah i mean this is another movie and i think a long list of movies that we've talked about that you kind of know how much you're going to enjoy it before you watch it or so i thought i was gonna like it more than i did but um i thought i, I was gonna like it exactly as much as i did so take nice. from that what you will but like um i'd but also, seen I also it before. knew i wasn't surprised by what i got right and i don't mean that as an insult to the movie i mean that like i think this movie made every effort to deliver on its promise and you have to give it credit for that you do um, you could debate about success or how much you enjoyed it delivering, but it's called Freddy versus Jason. No subtitle, no nothing. It's not called uh, Friday the 13th on Elm Street or a nightmare on Friday the 13th or anything like that. It's Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. And there's plenty of good Freddying and Jasoning and them doing it against each other going on. I'd say there's better Freddy versus Jasoning than there is Batman versus Supermaning. Oh, there is way better. No, if, yeah. If you're a fan of thing versus, you know, iconic person versus iconic person, I I argue that I don't think it's been, I haven't seen it done better than Godzilla versus Kong, except in Godzilla versus Kong and in Captain America Civil War. But if you're just talking about this movie and Batman versus Superman, then the, it's it, better it, than Batman versus Superman. It's definitely better than Batman versus Superman. And at the very least, the fvj is better than bvs the fvjing is better than the bvsing yeah and uh there is no talk of their mother's names no and jason's mother is integral to his character yeah she shows up in the movie she does yeah <laughs> i kind of love that the original actress turned down the role because it was too small yeah yeah it would be funny if freddie was about <laughs> to kill 
Jason, and he just went, oh, and then from Freddie was like, what? Oh, what did you say? <laughs> How do you know that name? <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh, that was pretty good, Freddie. I like that. Uh, I've, been, I've been practicing it just to deliver that line. I've been practicing my Jason. I don't know if you could tell. I, I mean, I didn't even need to say how good that was. Like you, <laughs> also, you crushed that. I'll say this as maybe the final thing. Unless, if, Do you have anything else? Because I feel mm-hmm. like I can take us home on this. If you are one of those weird freaks that uh, loves having people over your house, your parents are out of town. You're going to throw a big party and you're going to throw a big Halloween party. There is no better movie than Freddy versus Jason to put on that TV. You can put it on mute and just let it run and just let it run. It is the perfect party background movie because it's just bright, cool colors and, uh, you know, because an utter nonsense and utter nonsense. And every time you look up, you'll both not know what's happening and know exactly what's happening and know as much as you would know if you were watching it with sound. So, I mean, you'll miss out on the, the Robert England one-liners, but other than that, you'll get pretty much the same experience. So I think, I think that's it. I think we did it. Uh, Yeah, we did it. Silver Linings Playback is a production of HoboTrashCan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on Apple Podcasts. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. How many times has this happened to you? I just want to listen to a podcast. I can't choose from all these complicated structures and setups. You want to listen, not think. That's why... There's Hobo Radio. You'll feel like the smartest guy in the room in a room by yourself. This doesn't take any intellectual thinking at all. Thanks, Hobo Radio. Hobo Radio, a weekly podcast on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network.